This is the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study. We examine some questions teachers may face, and we give some teaching tips along the way. This winter, we are studying the first 19 chapters of Genesis. I'm Amber Vaden, your host, and today I'm joined by Mike Livingston. Mike serves as an editor on our Explore the Bible team. He also leads a Bible study at his church using Explore the Bible, and so he just brings a lot of wisdom and just practical knowledge to our discussion. Mike, thank you for being here today. Honored and grateful to be here with you, Amber. Today we will look at session 10. We will be discussing Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 5 and then chapter 13 verses 11 through 18. So we'll begin by looking at the outline, just getting a good idea of what's happening in these verses. And after that, we will tackle some questions that either you may have as you're preparing to Uh, lead your Bible study group this week or questions that your group members may have during your group discussion. So first for our outline, in Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 5, God approached Abram and directed him to leave his native land and go to an undisclosed land that God would give him. God promised to make Abram a great nation that would be a blessing to all people. The 75-year-old Abram obeyed God. Taking his wife, nephew Lot, and all his possessions, he journeyed to the land of Canaan. In Genesis 13, verses 11 through 13, given a choice, Lot surveyed the plain of Jordan, and finding it to be well watered, he selected that region to be his home. Lot journeyed eastward, leaving Abram behind. Abram settled in Canaan while Lot set up his tents near Sodom, a city known for its sinfulness. Finally, in Genesis 13, verses 14 through 18, after Lot departed, God directed Abram to examine the land. God again promised to make Abram's descendants uncountable. God also told Abram to journey through the land. The Lord reminded Abram that he was giving this land to him and his descendants. And Abram settled near Hebron, where he set up an altar to the Lord. Our summary statement for the whole lesson today is God's blessing is seen in the promises he keeps. So this is just a rich uh, text for us to study. We have a few questions to jump into. First, Mike, some people today may struggle to believe that God keeps his promises. What did the first 12 chapters of Genesis have to say about God's fidelity to his word? Yeah, let's, let's recognize that some of those people struggling to believe God we'll be sitting in our Sunday school classes on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe they're struggling to believe because people have let them down. Or maybe they've experienced church hurt in some way. Um, but the fact is that there will be those people st- sitting in our classes in our small groups who, who struggle to, to trust God. Um, and Genesis 1 through 12 has a lot to say to us about God's faithfulness and gives us reasons why we can trust him because it lays the foundation for the whole rest of the Bible. I mean, it just it lays the foundation for everything the Bible says to us about who God is and what God is doing. And we really we read and understand the, the entire Bible in light of the first 12 chapters of Genesis. So just to, you know, pick 
an example, one example here in Genesis 12 uh, is where, you know, God, God made these promises to Abraham. Um, you know, a covenant, the, the word covenant just really, basically it means promise. And in the Old Testament is a story of God um, making covenant, uh, covenants with, with his people, you know, from Noah to Abraham to Israel to David. It's just the story of God's promises made and kept. God always kept mm-hmm. his promises. It was, it was, you know, people who, who broke the covenant and God, God never broke his promises. Um, so the whole, the whole Bible is really a story of how God has been faithful from the very beginning to keep the promises he made from the very beginning. And so, and, and, uh, part of the promises that he, he gave to Abram, Abraham in Genesis 12, uh, three was that through the descendants of Abraham, God was going to bless all the nations of the world. He was going to draw all nations to himself through Abraham's descendants. And that is really the storyline of scripture. The promises that God mm-hmm. made to Abraham there, you see them, we see them in ultimately fulfilled in Revelation 7. You know, John's vision of, of heaven, John, uh, Revelation 7, 9, he says, uh, and I, I saw there a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one can number, standing before the throne and before, before the Lamb. That is the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. And that's the storyline that runs through the entire Bible. So the story of the Bible itself is, is the story of God doing what he said he was going to do in Genesis 1 through 12. The Bible itself is the story of God's faithfulness. That's such a good um, summation uh, because it really is. There's There are things we learn about God in the first 12 chapters, honestly, even the first like four or five chapters of Genesis, that without that, we would we would be cut short of our understanding of who God is and what he can do and what he does. And so it is, it is foundational. And, and so thank you for pointing that out. Um, yeah. And, and I, you know, added that, that the people that we have a hard time trusting in life are the people who either the people who've let us down mm-hmm. in some way or people we don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just, <laughs> That's just natural that we, we tend not to trust people that we don't know mm-hmm. well. Um, here, here's the reality is, is that, first of all, God has never let us down. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the more we get to know him and know who he is and what he's doing, the easier it, it is to, to trust him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. The, the, the more we understand just the, the foundation of who God is and what he's doing, which first 12 chapters of Genesis really, you know, lays that foundation. I think the more we know him, what he's doing, the, the, just the easier it is for us to put our trust in him and know that he is a faithful God who keeps his promises. Yeah. Gosh, I agree. That's, that's so good. Okay. So God makes a promise to Abram. In what ways did Abram choose to act in faith and what, what can we learn from his example? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still in chapter 12, verse 1, God said to Abram, leave. And verse 4 says, so Abram left. 
you know that's it was, that's just simple obedience but but really it wasn't that simple uh you think about the challenges that 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 would have involved for abram to obey god called him to go to a new land god did not identify what this land was or where this land was god just says i'll show mm-hmm. you later mm-hmm. you know just you get up and start going and i'll show you where you need to go um just not right now uh, he's asked, so Abram's asked to leave his home, his family, leave his roots, leave everything that's familiar to him at the age of 75, no less, taking all the flocks, herds, and all the other possessions he had accumulated over 75 years and moving to a new location that was that he didn't yet even know uh, or, and that would be unfamiliar to him. And then all the challenges and the conflicts along the way, because there's already people living in those mm-hmm. lands. There's not like that's empty you know, nobody living there. There, there are people living there. So there's all kinds of challenges that that he was going to face. So it wasn't that simple. But it's it it just reads the way it reads is like God said go and Abraham yeah. okay yeah. I'll go. Um, so you know what we learn from his example one is one is obedience uh, because I, I think what we learn from Abraham is just what it means to step out in faith. Mm-hmm. He just stepped out in faith, took that first step and just trusted God that God was going to show him, um, you know, the second step, the third step, he was just going to show him where he needed to go. Uh, and, and God, you know, he'll sometime ask us to do, to do, uh, what's unfamiliar, maybe what's uncomfortable. He may ask us to give up what, what seems secure uh, to us. Um, but Abraham teaches us, he shows us that we need to obey God, even when we don't fully understand what God is doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, that we obey uh, Vance Havner, one of my favorite old, old time preachers. Some of you will remember Vance Havner, uh, said once that faith doesn't wait till it understands in that case, it wouldn't be faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Hebrews, you know, 11 says by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out, not knowing where he was going. Yeah. So. And Hebrews 11 adds that Abraham's obedience just flowed from his faith. Um, that That's why he, he left everything familiar to him is only because he trusted God that, that he was willing to do that. So what we learn from Abraham's example is one is obedience. Um, and secondly, I think waiting, being willing to wait on God. And I'm kind of jumping ahead in Abraham's story a little bit here, but you know I think one of the most important parts of obedience can be just waiting on God. Uh, Abraham was 75 when he first receives this promise of offspring, um, which God offered. You know, for that promise in chapter 15, and then Genesis 21 tells us that Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. So Abraham waited 25 years for the fulfillment of God of that part of God's promise. Um, so his example is both one of, of um, obedience as well as just being willing to wait on God. And I, I think Abraham probably, I mean, I think it looks to me like he struggled more with the waiting part than the obeying part. But yes. I, isn't that true of most of us? So. Oh, yes. I was going to say, goodness, Waiting is harder. I, in for me, mm-hmm. it's harder because you mm-hmm. have to be willing to be in a in a season of uh, maybe fewer answers than you would prefer. Uh, maybe a season yeah. of uh, I know this is temporary because I don't know yet what the Lord is saying. It's so it's oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, 
Uh, okay, so in verse uh, in verse nine is where Abram uh, gives Lot the choice of where he will settle, where he and his herdsmen will settle. Uh, why did Abram give Lot the first choice of the land? Um, yeah, I think it had to. I think the answer has to be in in Abraham's faith in God. I mean, I think that's partially the answer is because. Abraham chose to put all this in God's hands because he knew, I mean, if he mm-hmm. gave Lot the choice, I mean, Lot, Lot's choice, depending on Lot's choice, that could mean Abraham moving out of the promised land area. And so if that happens, you know, Abraham must, because he believes God, he must, you know, believe, well, God's going to fulfill his promises regardless. You yes. know, whatever choice Lot makes, you know, God's promise is God's promise and he's going to fulfill that promise. I, I think it, it, it had to have been grounded in his trust uh, that God was going to do what God said he was going to do. But, and I think also it was just Abraham's character uh, was, was such that, you know, he, Lot, because Lot was Abram, Abraham's nephew, you know, that mm-hmm. he was Abram's nephew, Abraham's brother, um, Lot's father had died, and since Abraham and Sarah had no children at that time, it's really possible that Abraham just adopted Lot, or, you know, considered Lot like an adopted son. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when Abraham left um, left his home, um, when God called him, Lot went, went with him. When Abraham traveled down to Egypt because of the famine, Lot went with him. When he went, Abraham returned after the famine was over, Lot went with him. Um, but, but the relationship they had was challenged when they each began to accumulate these massive flocks. And there was this conflict that arose between Abraham's people and Lot's people because the land couldn't support all their animals. And so Abraham just generously let Lot choose which, you know, which land that he wanted, which, which is just an indication of his generosity. Um, mm-hmm. I think you, you, when you look at Lot and Abra- Abraham, Lot comes across as being very selfish. Say, well, I want the best land. I mean, this land here that looks the best to me. I'm going to take the what what looks best by all appearances. This looks better. I'm, I want it for myself. And so Lot comes across as being selfish, and Abraham comes across as being very generous. And we know that the decision Lot made was the first of several poor decisions on his on his behalf. That's helpful. Thank you so much. Uh, here's our final question. What can believers do to plug into God's wisdom when they have decisions to make? Yeah, you know, I mentioned um, just a minute ago how Lot made a really what was a bad decision. Um, and it was just the first of several poor decisions on his part. So, you know, you, if, if anything, we have Lot as an example of what not to do here because uh, <laughs> yeah. he repeatedly makes bad decisions. Um, one was settling among the, the Sodomites and putting himself in that position where he and his family would be influenced by them. Yeah. And granted, you know, he, you know, it's really likely he had no idea when he chose to go there. Maybe he had no idea of the wickedness in Sodom. I, I, I don't know, but I think, I think what Scripture is pointing to there is more his selfishness, just mm-hmm. making a, a decision, not not consulting God, not considering the consequences. So there's a poor decision. And then the, the, the terrible decision in Sodom when he offered the men in Sodom his daughters and yeah. said, do, do with them as you like. That is just 
horrendous. And then um, hesitating when the angels told him to leave the city, he hesitates. He doesn't just hesitate. He argues with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so repeatedly making some bad decisions and you see the consequences of those bad decisions. And so he, he's just an illustration of, you know, the foolishness of just making our decisions based on solely on external appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Proverbs says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And, you know, Lot is like an example of, I mean, that almost happened a lot. It, he, it, his bad decision almost cost him his life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Proverbs also says, Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is supreme, so get wisdom. Yeah. Um, and, and Proverbs says a lot about wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So um, to plug into God's wisdom, we have to learn what it means to live in the fear of the Lord. To live in the fear of the Lord is, is just to live in, in awe of who God is, is, to trust in his word, to obey, to worship him, to be conscious of the fact that God is watching over everything that we think, say, and do. And I think when we live with that sense of God's presence and God's nearness, I think in, just in that we, we should make wiser decisions. But, mm-hmm. but beyond that, I think the primary way that we tap into his wisdom is by learning from his word. Yeah. Um, we, we become wise when we learn it and live it. You know, we go to his word, we learn it, we live it. Um, Psalm 119 says, your command makes me wiser than my enemies. And then a few verses down uh, um, in verse 112, he says, I'm resolved to obey your statutes mm-hmm. to the very end. So Psalmist talks about not just learning God's word, but then obeying it. So to, to plug into God's wisdom, we need to learn it, study it but also be willing to obey it and live by it. And really that's, you know, that's what uh, James tells us in James mm-hmm. one. He says, if we need wisdom, what do we do? We ask God, we ask God and he'll give us wisdom, but we have to ask with in faith with the intent of obeying it. Cause just a few verses later, you know, what does James say? Well, we've got to be doers and not just hearers. So, you know, if you need wisdom, ask God, he wants to give you his wisdom, but ask with the intent of then doing what he says. Yes. Yes. And once we start obeying, it's, it's a little easier to then take more steps of faith and to gain even more uh, of an understanding of where he's, where he's leading us, what his, um, what a wise decision would look like. It's so it getting, getting started may be the hard part, but it certainly keeps it going. It certainly keeps it going. Uh, okay. So each week on the podcast, we try to highlight, um, something that is available to group leaders, either in our leader pack or in our leader guide. And so today, um, I do want to highlight the Bible skill. This is included in the leader guide, uh, and it is to take time to read Genesis 12, 1, 1 through 5a, and then also to flip over and read Hebrews 11, 8 through 19 to get additional insights into Abraham's faith journey. So it's looking at two two passages or additional passages to get uh, a greater understanding of what is happening. And in this specific case, it would be a greater understanding of how Abraham's uh, journey is going to unfold. His faith was tied directly to the promises that God gave him in the covenant relationship that was divine and that was defined in Genesis 12. Um, and then later, centuries later, Paul would use Abraham's response to those promises as a definition of true faith. So it's it's a good way just to get an, another understanding of, of how that is. Uh, and then, of course, it 
also includes looking at Romans 4, 20 through 21. So that's the Bible skill. I just wanted to highlight that. It's a really good one. It could be um, a valuable part of your discussion this week in your Bible study group. Thank you for listening today. Let me encourage you to take a look at the blog posts found on GoExploreTheBible.com. These posts will help you better understand Explore the Bible resources and the ideas behind these resources. Uh, Some of them are just practical. They'll help you understand uh, maybe ways to use different features of the resources or even just practical tips for leading a group. That's at GoExploreTheBible.com forward slash blog. Mike, thank you for being here today. We um, so appreciate you being here. Sure. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Next week, we will have Bob Bum with us to discuss Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, and 16, verses 1 through 6. So we hope you'll join us.